This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. This podcast and the 31 Days of Horror, not to mention the bonus episodes we've added on top of our existing 31 stories this month, is made possible thanks to our amazing patrons. Please join me in welcoming and thanking new patrons. Waya, Beverly Choi, Nora Beth Marshall, Julie Roma, Delisa Bouchard, Thomas Cooper, Jesse O'Connor, Jeffrey, Sean Dellinger, and Don Justice. Our patrons mean everything to us, and we do all we can to give back for their generosity. Patron rewards start with shoutouts and early commercial-free access to all episodes and go up from there, to include weekly bonus episodes, t-shirts, and more. You can also save on your Patreon subscription by signing up for our yearly membership, 12 months for the price of 11 at any reward level. And remember, as my thanks to you during our reward tier pricing transition, for all of October 2020, all new patrons who sign up will get a limited edition 31 Days of Horror Magnet, along with other rewards. Yes, that's how I pronounce it. Magnet. Our thanks to you for supporting the show. If you'd like to see how you can support the podcast and get rewarded for doing so, including the limited edition Creepy Fridge Magnet, please check out our reward tiers at patreon.com creepypod. Before we get to today's episode, if you're still looking for even more horror podcasts this Halloween season, why not check out friend of the show Nest of Horrors? The Nest of Horrors podcast brings great short stories from the darkest crevices of the internet and brings them to life as full audio productions. Just search for Nest of Horrors wherever you get your podcasts. Now... This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy presents The 31 Days of Horror Day 18 I Keep Watching My Son Die Written by Bomber Boot Babe 88 And narrated by Danielle Hewitt I have a six-year-old son named Flint. And he's the most amazing little boy in the world. He has bright blue eyes, long wavy hair, and the absolute cutest button nose. And I'm not just saying this because I'm his mom. It's common knowledge. Flint is a beautiful boy. In many ways, he's just like most other little boys. He loves Star Wars and Jurassic Park. His natural state is yelling, covered in grime, and he'd eat chicken nuggets for every meal if I'd let him. Flint is also autistic. Any autism parent will tell you, having a neurodivergent child presents its own unique set of challenges. For instance, Flint isn't fully potty trained. He has the vocabulary of a -a two-and-a-half-year-old, and he has little to no self-preservation instinct. He's a daredevil through and through. Thanks to multiple therapists and a great school district, 
he's progressed into a happy, smart, very funny boy that everyone just adores. I wouldn't trade him for a million neurotypical kids. He's my little flinty. But ever since he was born, I've had nightmares about his death. Nearly every night for six years, I've watched my beautiful baby boy die. When he was a baby, it was Sid's. In my dreams, I'd swaddle him up, feed him a bottle, and rock my sweet baby to sleep. After putting him into his crib, I'd go about my afternoon at home, coming back a while later to find a cold, blue, dead baby. Once Flint was on his feet, the dreams changed. Now, he was drowning. Drowning in the bathtub. Drowning in the lagoon near my home. Drowning in the creek at the park. Falling off a bridge and drowning. Every time, I'd find my boy, wet and lifeless. They changed again once he started preschool. Every night, I dreamt of a gunman mowing down his class with a semi-automatic rifle, and my flint screaming, cowering in the face of his attacker as his little brains get blown out. Now, we live in a more rural area, but our road stays fairly busy with logging and construction vehicles. We've lived here for just over a year, and the dreams here are the worst yet. Flint, playing in the yard, runs into the road to retrieve a lost ball, just as a huge truck barrels down on him. Then he's lying in the road, not quite dead. His arms and legs are bent at all the wrong angles, and his blood is spilling onto the concrete. My Flint's perfect little face is just a mass of hamburger, and I can see ribs protruding through his torn shirt. He doesn't understand why he hurts so much. He doesn't understand why there's so much blood. He doesn't understand why he can't scream. In this dream, unlike the other dreams, I hold my boy while he dies. I rock him and comfort him until, with one last shuddering breath, his beautiful blue eyes gaze over. And he's gone. I wake up screaming. All mothers worry, my psychiatrist says. And having dreams where your children get hurt is normal. It's our subconscious, playing out scenarios we worry about during the day. He has me on antidepressants and a sleep aid. They don't really help, and he doesn't really know the whole story. He doesn't know about the Shadow Man. In every one of these dreams, I see a Shadow Man. He might be out in the open, like a fucked up bystander, or hiding behind a tree. But he's always there. Watching as my son dies over and over and over. In each dream, he's a little closer. 
when he's close enough, he reaches out and touches Flint. It's after that the dreams change, and I have to see my son die in a different way. I don't know who or what he is exactly, but I think he's some kind of entity that feeds on fear, and he's causing these horrific nightmares. But I found a ritual that'll banish him. I know it's a long shot, but I have to try. I can't see my sweet little boy's lifeless corpse anymore. For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at creepypod at gmail.com. All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Item number SCP-5186 SCP-7160 SCP-7533 Object Class Euclid Keter Safe Special Containment Procedures Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust <laughs> The only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing <laughs> Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.